The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I am so delighted to welcome you to the show today. The show is brought to you by Valenta Slim Roast Coffee. I'm edging up to 25 pounds of weight loss now, which is just remarkable. And I encourage you, if you need to lose weight, to try this amazing product. It's great coffee, and you will lose weight, really. Now go to the self-improvement blog and look at the ad there. Click on it. You'll get more information. Uh, And while you're there, while you're on the blog, take a look at our guest picture. Read his bio. You'll be really glad you did after you hear what he has to say. According to a poll conducted by a group called After College, just 14% of this year's college seniors had steady career-type jobs lined up for after graduation. That's a pretty low number. That means that 86% of American college grads, about five out of every six, have nothing in the way of career prospects and will have to settle for any available job to earn a living. While the employment rate sits at 5.4%, it doesn't take into account the number of people who've simply given up or who are working in a job that brings no personal fulfillment or satisfaction of any kind. The other day, I was talking with someone who formulates lists for telemarketers, and on his list, he has 382,000 people who are looking for a way to supplement their income. I, I know that you know that's not a huge number, but it, I think is significant. So really, if you can't get a job in your chosen career, and you can't earn a living in your job, what do you do? Now, one thing you can do, and this is not a Ghostbusters kind of thing, one thing you can do is call Gary Spinell, and we're going to talk to him today. You can learn why I say that. Gary Spinell has spent over 25 years examining why some people achieve success consistently while others struggle. He has extensive experience in the business world as vice president at Blockbuster, Hotels.com, Expedia, and Senior Vice President at Manatech. Gary's responsibilities have included finance, treasury, investor relations, public relations, and human resources. He's been a guest on over 50 radio shows in the United States, the UK, and Australia. 
and he's authored three books, and they're really very good. It was You All Along, Beyond Intent, and 40 Unique and Powerful Keys to Land Your Next Job Now. Gary's been with us before, and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome him back. Gary, welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you, Irene. It's, it's a joy and an honor to be back on your show. Well, you know, you always have so much good stuff to say, and you know, there are always so many people who need help in you know, finding employment, but finding employment that enriches their lives, and, and you do that. For those who haven't heard you before, tell us about yourself. You know, my question, who is Gary Spinell? Who am I? Yeah, I, it's, it's my birthday, and I'm still trying to figure out at this age what I, who I am. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yeah, I got a birthday. I won't sing. As a gift to you, I won't sing. Very, very good. I have a birthday gift for everybody. Just what you were talking about in job search, job career, trying to get to the next level, I experienced all of those challenges, the trauma, having been I was laid off three three times. And it was interesting, I was listening to the, the intro of your show and talking about how our minds, our mindset, what we think, what we believe, what we act on can impact our reality. And it wasn't until I was in the mid-age that, uh, that I figured out, really, I understood those concepts, but then I combined them with the job search process. And everything started to click. I, I landed jobs in a shorter amount of time. I landed promotions and more money in those job searches. And I totally understand about a job search because it's so emotionally, mentally, and physically challenging. And then even once you're in a job to be able to stay in there and be able to get to the next level that you want to get to. So I really combined those two forces and it's helped me dramatically. It helped a lot of people that I have worked with. And that's what I do. I consult for individuals and for companies. Tell us how we can find you, and I know you have an offer for the listeners. I want you to talk a little bit more in depth about your company and tell us how we can find you and about the offer. Yeah, you can find me uh, at the website that bears my name, which is GarySpinell.com, S-P-I-N-E-L-L. There's one N and two L's, which is the common mistake of spelling that people don't do but it's GarySpinell.com. And the really the offer that I have today, that I, I, this means so much to me as far as helping people that are struggling in some sort of job scenario, whether you're, you can't land a job or you're in a job that you just don't feel like you're going anywhere or you're doing okay, but you're trying to get to that next level and you don't know what to do. And I have a job search program, as you indicated at the top of the show. There's actually now 50 keys that are involved in it. And when it, um, what I'm offering is a free hour of my time with wow. a purchase of that program. Because what I found is that every you, you, can, you can be in a room with 100 people that are all unemployed, and you feel like you have that in common, but yet everybody's situation is different. And so 
you'd really like to talk with somebody off to the side, somebody who can mentor you, somebody who you can bounce some ideas off of, somebody you can say, gee, does this even sound right? Am I doing the right thing? And my, my boss says this, and I feel that, or I've sent 10 resumes and don't get any response, or actually you probably sent hundreds of them and don't get responses. Because, everybody, as I said, everybody's situation is different of your family, of where you live, maybe you know whether you want to move or not. Do you change industries? All those types of things. And so, to me, in the times that I was job searching, the most valuable part of it was to be able to sit down with somebody and say, "Hey, what do you think? What what advice can you give me?" Not that I'm not that uh, I was stupid. It was more about, "Gee, look, this is an approach. Here's what I'm finding." I go into an interview and I don't get a call back. This is what I think. Or as I said, I'm in a meeting and my boss says this, and I, I don't understand why I can't get through to him or her. And you have those questions, you don't know where to go. Well, that's where I want to help folks. And okay, I let's go back that, to how how you said that. You said they get a free hour, one hour, if they buy your program. Of now, it's fifty keys. Is is yeah, that what you said? That if they the, buy your program, they get a free hour. Which right. is incredible so value. It is. And matter of fact, you'll even get a discount on the program. You put a you put in Irene twenty five, and there'll be twenty five dollars off the program when you buy the full program. That's uh, that's in there. That's uh, normally ninety nine dollars, and you get that for seventy five. But with that, you're going to get an hour of me because that's how valuable I believe it is. And I wanted to do that for you, Irene, as a birthday present of mine. Oh, I really appreciate that. I, I like my name associated with a little more money. That's nice. Uh, I, I, you know, I have to confess, I am not really familiar with your program. So why don't you tell us about your program, Fifty Keys? It was Forty Keys. So you've come up, yeah, with and, I, and ten more. Well, over, t- yeah, over time, I've, I've determined there are a few more to add as I keep spending more and more time thinking about the process and looking at it from all different angles. And uh, there's different issues that we all face in a job search. So if they order this, yeah, if they order this, what do they get? Well, well, that's a great question, too. What they'll get, the the beauty of this program, too, is if you like to listen um, via audio, now, all of this you'll be able to download, and then you can either read it uh, or you can listen to it. Okay. And so that's the, the nice choice. Both of my other books are part of the download. Those are not, you won't be able to listen to those, but you can read through those. Those are both in PDF format, and both books are about 270 pages uh, that you mentioned. But the 50 keys is the combination of the concept of understanding of what we think and what we believe and how we act impacts our reality. And when I combine that with some fundamentals of job search, that's what this program is. So, yeah, we, you can talk about a resume and you can talk about an elevator speech and those things, but I don't spend a lot of time on those. Uh, you have to do those things. Those are fundamentals. But I go past that into understanding really the critical part of when you are, for example, in the interview and the questions that you ask and the important types of questions and how to really read the interviewer 
to understand and get feedback to figure out if you're even in the game, if they still want, if they're still even listening to you. Uh, and make you be remembered after being in that interview and those types of things, but because it's all based on human interaction and understanding the way people think. And once you understand the way people think, then you can put yourself in the interviewer's position and mindset and be able to connect with them. This is not a trick question, (laughs) but do most people who work with you then are they able to take the information that you give them and, and go either for a career change or, you know, for employment? You know, they, they can get employment quicker, easier, better. Um, is this the outcome that you ha- are seeing from yes, people yes, who use that, your yes. That's the outcome. And when you go to the website, you'll see some quotes from, from people. Certainly that will um, – that have used the program that have heard me speak and it made all the difference in the world in them landing a job and, and a career change. Yes, it has. It sounds like something that you really can't beat. If, you, if, you're, if you're looking for a career change or try, even trying to figure out what you want your career to be, is, do, you, do you address that? We're going to talk a little bit about that today, too. Yes, um, yes. But the, the, the program focuses on a job search, and yet the fundamentals of approaching a job search in the right way can be carried over into your career development because many of the aspects uh, are the same as to whether you're looking for a job or you're in a job and looking for the next job. You know, with hindsight at my age, I see so many careers that have completely changed or disappeared in the last even 20 years. So, you know, how mm-hmm. you plan a life ahead of you um, is a little more intriguing now, I think, than it used to be. And oh, on, that thought, yeah, on that thought, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk, get into some serious discussion about choosing a career and finding a job. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more with Gary Spinell. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking with Gary Spinell and we're talking about careers and getting employment. Let's talk a little bit about something you say on your on your website. You say in great big bold headlines, the business climate is changing dramat- dramatically. Now, how do you see it changing and what's the impact of the changes you see on the job market? How does that affect those people who are trying to find employment? One of the biggest things that's happening in the job or in the business climate is really social media. And I'm having a struggle keeping up with everything new that keeps coming out in social media. We know there's Facebook. We know there's uh, Twitter. Uh, Pinterest and LinkedIn, especially, and you all should be on LinkedIn if you're doing anything in the business world. But there's certainly other social media, uh, Instagram, um, and various other things. The thing is, is the what social media is? It's an exchange of information on an instantaneous basis, and with that, it's um, we're seeing companies having to react to the information that's flowing on social media. Uh, every day I read about a company changing their products uh, or their service or what markets they're going to be in or what they offer based on feedback and yeah, that's coming across through social media, companies that are taking chemicals out of their, their, uh, their food products. I mean, you're seeing... Certainly the rise of another generation and the millennials having an impact with wanting very quality food. Not that we don't want that, but that's something that they're pushing to, to the hilt. And you're seeing Chipotle and companies like that who offer good food. Well, what that's doing in the marketplace is that you have to have those skills. You need to be aware of how social media impacts your job. And it impacts a job no matter whether you're in accounting or in marketing or, or an engineer or in IT because everything the company does is going to get wrapped into and be impacted by social media. But it's not even just social media that's impacting the business climate. I mean, we've dem- there's demographic changes uh, worldwide uh, the United States is facing a population, the average age of the population is older as all its baby boomers are getting older. Uh, and, and so there's different tastes, there's different desires, there's different issues of importance. And you as a job seeker or somebody who's employed looking to do something further have to look at what's going on in the world from a marketplace, from an economic standpoint, and say, hey, where can my skills and my attributes, my expertise be best served in this environment that's rapidly changing. How do you even predict where it's going to go next? You know, and how do you, uh, I mean, 
it, it changes so rapidly and word gets around so quickly. I, I look at some of the companies that have had problems like, you know, the, the chicken companies or uh, Blue Bell Ice Cream or mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the airbag company. The whole world knows about these problems. And they also know all about you. They do. If you've done anything on the Internet, people can find out what you said or what you did. Well, this this is what what really is key here is, I mean, nobody has a crystal ball to be able to say what the future is. The, The key piece, though, is the ability to adapt, the ability to change, the ability, which is really a desire to continually want to learn to do something and look at things a little differently. And the older, you know, the, the baby boomers, as much as they like social media, they might like Facebook or something like that. They, many people haven't embraced it as much as they can with the young generation millennials. I mean, that's what they grew up with. So that they're automatically there. They don't watch TV as much. They're not reading newspapers. They don't read hardcover. They're getting their news on the internet. They're getting their exactly. news through apps. Okay. So not only are, um, are you could be managing um, a, somebody who's a millennial, you, you yourself, if you're older, you have to be able to say, okay, I've got to be able to keep up to speed and therefore be in tune with what social media brings, what, what other technology is changing. And as long as you're adapting and you're willing to go with that, then you can be viable in the market, whether you're old or whether you're young, because even if you're younger and you're not staying abreast of what's happening in the marketplace, you don't have as much to offer that uh, the, the employer and so that's always what it's always about. And companies don't adapt as sometimes. They don't, they don't change as fast as they should. You want to be able to say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, you could be off getting another degree. You could be you know, studying online. You could be taking a seminar, going to a seminar. You could be taking a course somewhere. You could be reading about something. You could learn how to program. There's a host of things you always can be doing to keep yourself competitive in the marketplace. And that's the challenge of our time, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. to stay competitive in the marketplace. And you may have to change your marketplace. You, you may not fit with that anymore. Now, I watched a number of graduation speeches this weekend, last couple of weekends, and and some of them have been really interesting, and it's interesting how many comedians are making graduation speeches. And, yeah, and it doesn't yeah, seem that they're focusing in on what you know what these young people are going to meet when they toss their cap and leave the arena. And it seems that more of the young people are confused about what they even want as a career. What would you tell people who have a degree? maybe in something like, you know, uh, arts or, you know, whatever, not a career-type degree, what would you tell them? You know, what's the starting point for deciding on a career these days? Yeah, it, Even it, if you're it, going it, into it, IT, where do you start with that? Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, it's a challenge for everybody coming out of college is to – uh, the, what jobs really are available. And it doesn't have to be that you're doing something a little more 
uh, abstract like being an art major. I mean, like you said, you could be an IT major, you can uh, be in marketing, you can, and it still be a challenge to find a position. I think there are certainly a couple of uh, areas that in accounting, there always seems to be a demand for somebody with basic accounting skills. But finding that first job and figuring out if you where you want to go is a challenge. Back when I was in school, back when I went to college, I was going to be a uh, lawyer. And so I was taking a lot of political science courses. And I was also taking economics courses. Well, I got A's, I obtained A's in all the economics courses, and I was getting barely C's in the political science courses. So by the time I was a senior, I said, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be a lawyer. I think I'll go off in the world of finance. And because I looked and said, what, what's coming naturally to me? Not that it was coming easy, but what seemed to be a nicer fit for me from who I was, and I was very analytical, and so the economics and finance fit me, and so that's how I started down the path of where I was going to go when I started to look for a job, and that's what I would suggest anybody does, is say, what does it feel good? Yeah, there's there's lots of talk about passion, and we can tell we'll talk about that later, but passion only gets you so far, so you have to evaluate the market, evaluate what it is that seems to fit for you and go in that direction. I mean, if you're, if you're a math person, then go get something in accounting. If you need to then go get a CPA, well, then go do that and understand there might be another step in your education process that's really necessary of what you're doing. You know, in IT world, it's all about getting certifications. And if you have two of them and you need four of them, go get another couple of certifications that it's going to help you get that next job. And, and, and while you take those certifications, then you're going to say, gee, I like this or I don't like it. Because, again, if it's a challenge, you might say, wait a minute, maybe IT is really not my thing and a different something else is. Uh, same thing in marketing and sales. Uh, if you're somewhat in that area, but you might be more inclined to marketing versus sales. So sales is a little more outgoing. If you're not quite enough outgoing, if it's a challenge to get up and talk to people, and sell ideas, and yet you say, I want to be a salesperson, well, maybe rethink that and say, you know what, I'll, th- I'll try going on the marketing side. So yeah, you have to really take a, a really good look at yourself and what comes naturally. Good advice. L- let's say you do know what you want to do. You've, you've studied it in college. You've got your degree in whatever that area is. You'd really like to start out in that. You really would like to have your dream job. You know, there aren't too many of them around. What do you tell to people? Tell people who come in and say, "You know what? I really want a job that's just like this," and they define it for yeah. you. What do you tell them? Well, it does, yeah, it depends on where they are in their in their career cycle. Like you said, if somebody's just coming out of school, well, even though they've studied it, they probably don't have, they don't have the years of expertise. So they're not going to be uh, really at that place to say, okay, this is really my dream job. Now, some people might say, hey, I just, you know, I want to work at Google or I want to work at Facebook or Apple. And they'll say just to get in there, well, that would be a dream job. Well, that's great. Go for it. I would say do everything you can to go in and be able to work at those companies. At the same time, there's only a certain amount of people that are going to go there, and there's certainly thousands of other companies that you can go work at. And that's okay. There's lots of other great companies and lots of other great opportunities. So, again, this is assuming you, you know what you want to do and you've studied as, as best you can for that. 
I will say, though, what the biggest challenge is for someone, whether coming out of college or even it doesn't matter if you're 40, 50, 60 or whatever, is the softer skills. It's the, and those are the critical skills that are really going to get you that dream job down the road. What do you mean by softer skills? You know, marketing, you've, you've studied how to market a product, <clears throat> excuse me, where softer skills, those are the people interaction skills, negotiation skills, public speaking skills, the ability to problem solve, the ability to analyze, leadership skills, mentoring skills. Those are the skills that get you the job. I've actually been on an interview. The last my interview about eight, eight, nine, ten years ago, I was talking to the CFO and I said, look, you can find lots of people who know how to do what I do, but what they don't do good as me is these softer skills. And I was hired. You know, I mean, we went through the conversation and there was a lot more discussion, but that's the key. You've got to be able to do those things. And we and, want to talk about interviewing when we come back. It's time for us to go to break. We've, yeah. we've recognized our career. We've gotten a job. We've, we know what we want for a job, and now we're going to interview. So when we come back, we'll talk with Gary about interviewing. So stay tuned. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment are you ready to move to your next level listen for empowering women transforming lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider each show will focus on a central topic with discussion guests and your questions being featured our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Gary Spinell. We were right in the middle of talking about landing your dream job, and Gary says he has another point he wants to make before we move into interviewing. So, Gary, it's yours. Let's continue yeah. to talk a little bit about landing the dream job. 
Well, I wanted to finish answering the question uh, because there's a there's another piece to it to really help people put put all of that together. And again, if somebody's coming out of school and they've studied that uh, in that field, and as I've said, you certainly could use years of experience. But take a look at what the true experience and the depth of expertise that somebody already has at the position that you want. Years ago, I wanted to have the role of treasurer and ended up being treasurer at several companies. But I, I, was, a, I was at a manager level back then, and I looked at the treasurer role and said, what areas of expertise does a treasurer need to have? And I came up with a list of 10 of them. Well, I found out I only had five. And so I began immediately to determine how to learn about those other five. And over a few years, I accumulated expertise in those areas. But that's what helped me land that dream job because then I was fully armed with the expertise that I needed to have because I could look at the person who has the job that I want. So that that's so critical in the entire process. So you really have to research the job you want and be familiar with all facets of it so you know how to prepare yourself to get it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so then you look around, you find some places that have openings where you want, and you go for the interview. Now, what what are some of the key, the, the special insights that you have? You have special insights into this whole thing to have an effective job search and then to, to ask the right questions of the interviewer because some interviewers really are, are, are interested in the questions you ask as maybe as much or more than the questions you answer. So, you know, how do you deal with the interviewer? There's, there's many different ways, and you're right. It's the questions you ask. You have to ask questions to get inside the interviewer's head. You have to know what the interviewer is thinking. And the interviewer likes to hold their cards close to the vest, as they say, and not reveal a lot. And that's very frustrating in an interview because you're trying to tell them everything you want you want them to know. And yet you don't know you don't know what they're looking for. So you could be talking and talking and talking and never hit on what it is they want to know. So when they ask a question, generally you have to ask them back a question. If they say, hey, tell me a time when you uh, succeeded at a particular project, you might immediately say, well, wait a minute, that's I'll be happy to do that, but what would you like to know? Would you like to know a time when I completed a project on time? Would you know um, or that I had limited resources? Um, or I had to deal with legal uh, regulations involved, uh, that I have to bring other departments involved. See, I mean, you, there's all different aspects of completing a project, and you don't know which one was really most important to the interviewer. You could say, well, they all are. Yes and no, because the interviewer was probably looking for something in particular that you accomplished. So that's how you get can turn the tables a little bit and say, Basically say, okay, I'll answer, but tell me a little bit more about what you want me to tell you. Yeah. Certainly asking, yeah, certainly asking questions about the company, 
and where it's going to go and those sorts of things, the more you can ask about the companies, you need to have done research on the company ahead of time. You probably can pull up a profile of your interviewer on LinkedIn and understand her, his or her background, and you can get a feel for their personality from that. You certainly want to talk to other people, somebody at the company, if you can, who might know that person. You want to go in fully armed so that you can ask questions that are not just, hey, how much does this pay, and can I get time off, and will you train me? You want to get inside that interviewer's head and do it from an angle that you have some leverage to do it from. And with all the information available to us, especially on places like LinkedIn, you can find that out. Mm-hmm. Is there a question that's more important than any others? Are you know, they all important? Well, there's certainly you know, more important questions than others, as I've mentioned, and I'll, I'll, I'll give one of the, the great keys that, uh, to, your, to your listeners, and it's something that when I presented this to other people, they were, they were just blown away because they were like, oh my gosh, I've never thought about asking that question because they were always going to ask other good questions of, gee, what do we want to work on in the first 90 days? What's the most important thing to you, the interviewer? What's keeping you up at night? You know, what, uh, what's your management style? Those are all great questions. But there's one question that I never heard anybody ask, and I've asked it. And as I said, I got, they, were, they were really surprised when I told them. And the question is, Why did you decide to interview me? What was it on my resume that jumped out that said, I need to talk to this person? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) We don't ever ever think of asking that question, do we? But what it does is it turns the interview into a very positive mindset because the interviewer has to say something very nice about you. And the interviewer is going to say, oh, well, you know what? I really like, Irene, that you've got all this experience being on a radio show and you've done this and you've got this great big audience and you do this every week and you're sitting there and you're going, wow. But through that, you can hear what's important to the interviewer and it's important to listen very closely. But then you know, because if the interviewer, you thought maybe the interviewer was going to say something about um your ability to do something else, and they don't mention it, well, that could be a surprise, too, because then you can come back and say, well, you know, I also have some expertise in this other area. Is that of any value? I mean, you can ask that point-blank question. So it's going to be interesting because you may not get the response that you were looking for. It won't be bad, but you never know what it was that brought them in, you know, had them bring you into the interview. Oh, I, I think that's a wonderful question, a very powerful question that really puts and the that, interview in your control. It does, and that's understanding the mindset of the way people think. That's, that's what my program's about. That, that's why I would do that. One of the things you say, and, and I, I have to have an answer to this, you say the hiring manager is like Google. You know, so I'm going to be the straight man here and say, why is the hiring manager like Google? <laughs> yeah, this is a, uh, yeah, you're being a really good straight person there on, on this. Um, I, that was a, it was a phrase I used because what does Google do? You know, when you're on Google, 
you you're googling so you're looking for information you're looking for and what do you do when you when you write out and you do the search on google you put in what keywords so you're looking for keywords you're looking for something very specific and when a when the interviewer asked a question what i was referring to a little bit before is that he excuse me he or she are listening for one or two key words to come out of your mouth. So again, they could ask you about a project. They could ask you about what you've accomplished, uh, whatever it is. And you start talking and talking and talking and talking. And it's like, I'm trying to get to the right key words, but I can't, I don't know what they are. And that's the challenge that, that, that uh, when you go into an interview, you, you talk, you might answer a question for five minutes because you're not really sure what the interviewer is looking for. But it will be amazing because when you hit the key word, and maybe it was you saved a lot of money, or is that a phrase, the interviewer all of a sudden will come to attention. Their eyes will light up. You'll see their body change, and they'll say, well, wait a minute, tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> you found it. You found the key words. And that's why I say the interviewers like Google. They're listen for, listening for that. And the, the other problem is, though, is that if you're not getting that response, every person, we're human. We have a tendency for our thoughts to drift. And I guarantee you that the interviewer, as much as he or she asked you a question is, and is listening to you, you can rest assured on good and bad that the interviewer is sitting there going, okay, well, after this interview, I've got to send an email to Joe, and then I've got to work on this other project. Their mind's wandering because they're listening for the key word, and when they don't hear it, they're off somewhere else, and they may not be hearing everything you're saying. And that's why the prior question of, hey, what is it that you like about my resume? Oh, you want me to talk about a time where I completed a project. Would you like to know where I won, where I saved money? Oh, yes. Tell me about that. You, you and that's, that would be their attention. key word. Finding yeah. that, though, is the challenge. Yeah, and you, that's why your questions are of a different orientation than what's normally taught, the way I teach it. Speaking of thoughts, you have a quote on your website that I found quite compelling you said, and I quote, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. And that was from Anais Neen. Uh, yeah. That's a profound statement. We don't see things as they are, but as we are. And you take that yeah. into an interview or a job search. How, what does that do? Well, those are, those are uh, we see things through our own biases and through our own beliefs. Uh, when I have gone to speak and stand up and, you know, certainly stand up in front of a crowd and I will joke with them and say, you don't know me. And yet some of you may not even like me automatically. You might not like the shoes I'm wearing. You know, I might remind you of a boss that you hated. <laughs> yes. You know, you might like, you might, you might not like the tie I'm wearing. Um, and yet that's exactly what we walk into a scenario with. And uh, because we have all of those, beliefs and experiences stored away in our memory bank. So, I mean, we did every, you meet somebody new, what you're trying to size them up. You're trying to figure them out. You're trying to place them in some sort of box in your, in your memory files, in your brain. Oh, that this person is X. And so I'm going to put them in this category. And we have to be careful because 
we can often be surprised or it can work to our detriment because we've viewed somebody the wrong way. It's the same thing with the situation. We have to be careful of being that we need to be open-minded. And so when we experience something, we say, what was this really and not what I, you know, what my experience of my own personal beliefs and, and biases show me. And that's why I put it on the website because I think that's so in business, excuse me, I believe that's so important for businesses to understand as well. Yeah, the flip side, the interviewer or the person hiring or or the people that you meet in that company that you want to be in, they're putting you in a box too, and you don't know what box that is. That's exactly right. And on that note, we're going to take a break. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more with Gary Spinell. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. We're talking with Gary Spinell today about jobs and careers Uh, And we were talking during the break about the fact that everybody makes a list. They're taught to make lists by people who teach you how to find a job. And Gary says, your target list can hurt your job search. Why do you say that, Gary? And what advice do you give people on that? Yeah, it's a great question. And I know it sounds counterintuitive because it's the thing that is probably taught first to everybody who does a job search and is goes to a job search uh, group for help. They say, well, make it a target list. Um, I, you know, it's great. Like I said, if you, you, know, you want to work at Google or something like that, go for it. Go ahead and go try to work there. There's a handful of companies that everybody would like to work at. That's great. Go, you, go try that. Um, and at the same time, the problem with a target list is you limit your possibilities 
because you don't know everything about what goes on inside that company. Uh, I was uh, I attended a job search group one time just as a uh, uh, somebody to sit back and observe what was going on, and this person said, "Oh, I've got my list of." Uh, four companies, and I'm going to work at those companies because these companies are the best place to work for from a standpoint of taking care of their employees and culture. Well, that's great, but companies are bought and sold all the time. Uh, my wife worked at a great company uh, here, in, here in the Dallas area and left, actually, before they merged with another company. Well, when they merged, the, com- the culture totally changed. Nothing is set in stone. You could go to work because even your boss, maybe a boss that you had worked with before said, come work at this company, I want you to follow me. Well, there's no guarantee the boss is going to be there a year from now. They could get laid off, they could get a new job. All these things continually change. So the reason you go somewhere is if it's the next step in your career, if you're going to gain some experience, and you can do that in many, many more places than just the couple of companies that you think you might fit best at. Now, I I had a retail background for many years, and I was looking at retail companies, but I'm in a city of a 1,000 companies here in Dallas, and yet I could only find about 10, 11, 12 major retail companies to go to work at because I was looking at somebody that had a, a company that had a home office here. Well, I never ended up there. The next company I went to was an e-commerce company in Hotels.com, and I went from there to a multi-level marketing company. And I wouldn't have gone there with promotions and more money if I had been so closed-minded on my target list because there's many opportunities, there's many companies out there where you're going to learn what you need to learn to take the step up in your career because we all know you're not going to be there a long time. I mean, the average life, average span of being at a company these days is like, what, three years, three and a half years? So you're either going to be you're either going to get laid off or you're going to change jobs in the next three to five years. Anyway. So Man, basically, you're saying keep your career goals in mind and find placement that teaches you what you need to get to the top of the ladder in your chosen exactly. career. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. So make a list because of those you- things that you need to learn. Because chances are you won't be at the same company three to five years from now. Yeah, that's really great for people who have a career plan. <laughs> but you know, these days some people are just looking for any job that will do. Um, and then they still have to do that same thing, don't they? They need to say, how am I going to get out of this and get into something that works for me? Exactly. Yeah. You talk about common mindset thoughts and and beliefs that block your job search, uh, your success in a job search. You say the first of these is looking back. You know, why does looking back block your progress? Don't you need to know where you've been to know where you're going to go? Well, again, it, yeah, and that sounds and that sounds good um, to be able to say, okay, um, I made a mistake. I might have maybe could have done something a little differently and that sort of thing. The problem is because, and this is where I go back into why, what we think and believe and act, how that impacts our job search. And I know this from, from my own personal experience. We have a tendency as humans to spend a lot of time looking back, to look at the past, wishing things were, were the way they were. So, yeah, if I could only find a job like the one I had uh, and, 
gee, if I, if I didn't make that choice, if I didn't go to that company and I went to another company, if my boss had only given, my, given me a promotion, if I had only worked harder on this, and we spend a lot of time lamenting how things could have been different in the past, you have to be just say, gee, okay, you know what, if I probably, uh, you know, I don't have a CPA yet, now it's time to go get a CPA, great, do that. But generally we get hung up in the emotion of it. And I went through this at one time in a job search back about 15 years ago, and I just kept looking back because I had a job off a, uh, an interview that I was supposed to go on and it never materialized. And I kept thinking, darn, I could have had that job. I could have had that job. Well, it was fascinating because the uh, life has a way of, of laughing at you sometimes when you do something stupid. <laughs> and yes, I just kept lamenting. I kept lamenting this. And eventually the hard drive on my computer crashed. So it was basically wiping out my past. I woke up and I, you know, one day I kind of went, oh, I think that's the message here. And literally, this is a true story. When I stopped lamenting about that lost opportunity and began focusing 100% on moving forward, within a week, I met somebody networking, got me uh, connected to a recruiter, got an interview, and within you know, the three-month hiring process, I landed a job and with a promotion. Huh. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> I did. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just the classic. I, you know, the things in this program, I've done most of those things because I've done them wrong. <laughs> and that's how you know. You know, and that's, that, that's really where work. we learn. You know, I, the saying is but we learn more from works. our mistakes than we do our successes. Yeah. And so I know what works, too. Is there one particular action that... Uh, prevents success more than others. You know, what's the biggest thing that prevents success in landing the the right job? Well, and I'll tell you what I believe it is that it, that's in almost everything we do in life and in, in attaining any goal. So it doesn't even be job search related, and that is what I call straddling. We straddle, and what I mean by that, it, and it's classic in the job scenario, job search scenario where. Uh, let's take that scenario where you are in marketing. You've got a great big marketing background, but you've worked a lot with the operations people. And so now that you're unemployed, you say, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll take a, uh, maybe I really want to go over and, and look in operations and I'll apply for some jobs in operations. But yet you keep doing on you keep looking for jobs on the marketing side. And, and so you're spending your, some, your job search times, some of it on looking for an operations job, and then you spend some of your time looking for a marketing job, and that's what I call straddling. You're going back and forth and back and forth. You can't do that. You have to pick one because, what you'll find six months down the road you haven't gotten anywhere because it's like being in a car and driving five miles in one direction and then driving five miles in another direction and five miles in another direction. You only got five miles. But if you just use the car and you know went the whole distance, you're going to go 15, 20 miles all in one straight line. But we want strata. We think, well, I want to have my backup plan. The problem is, is that you, your mind gets diverted, it gets split, your energy split, and you're not totally focused on where you want to go. And successful people, I've found, they know where they want to go. They adjust their sails because of the wind, you know, the boat analogy, but they always know where they're going. And they don't have a straddle. They don't have split decisions. They know one direction. Oh, and that will we'll take that as our advice 
that are the thought you want to leave our listeners today because we're right up to the end of the show and I can't think of a better thought to, to end with. Our guest next week is Zabora Kingsbury. She's the love guru who appeared on the last on that episode of The Bachelor in the last uh, Bachelor um, series. <laughs> so you don't want to miss that one. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Gary Spinell saying thank you so much for being with us today. Gary, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, we, Irene. Oh, it's always lovely to have you on. And we invite you to come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.